You are the body of Christ. That's who he's talking about, the body of Christ. The body of Christ is the functioning force of God on the planet today. Our God is a good God. Amen. Say this out loud with me. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart. But shall, believe but shall believe that those things, that those things which, he saith which he saith shall come to pass, come to pass. He, shall he shall have whatsoever, whatsoever. He, saith. he saith that's you hallelujah praise God hallelujah 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 glory glory you may be seated hallelujah this morning we're going to uh, enter into a, um, a direction that we have uh, left undone a little bit in the last couple of weeks past, so we'll catch up this morning. And for the, the title, this will be an acceptable and usable title, it would be God's plan for us. Okay, God has a plan. You know, you hear this all the time. God has a plan. God has a plan. God has a plan. Well, I have another one. This is another God has a plan. Okay? Once we delve into it and get going, you'll understand and see that simplicity of this really is God's plan. Okay, we'll start off with the order. This will be the order of of the plan. Number one. It's God's will and God's plan for redemption that would be freed from the life of the curse of spiritual death brought on by Adam and Eve through disobedience from which caused mankind to be separated from God himself, lost and undone, without hope in a condemned, cursed world. But God... In his mercy and grace, loved us so much that he sent his son, Jesus Christ, the only son of God, to come to the world to take our place and to redeem us by being crucified on a cross, giving up his life and being separated from the Father. In redemption, we are made new creations that are given a new place in Christ that was never there before. Our spirits are brand new. Our place is brand new also. 2 Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. After the redemption, there is more. 
The second step in God's plan is for us to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Not only is it necessary for us to be redeemed, which is the first step, which you can't be filled with the Holy Ghost until you're redeemed. But after you're redeemed, saved, the next step that should be uh, received is to be filled with the Holy Spirit, to complete the work that was started in the new creation. John 4.14 tells us, But what whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up unto eternal life. Jesus is speaking of the redeemed. He's speaking of the salvation. This is what takes place. The water, the well of water springing up unto everlasting life is water for salvation. Okay, and it's individually. It's for you personally. So we're going to take another step and go to John 7, 37. uh, John's Gospel, 7th chapter, 37th verse. In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst. Didn't he say that before? Huh? So you, you have to be thirsty for this, okay? If any man thirst, let him who is thirsty come unto me and drink. And he that believeth on me, as the Scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers, rivers of living water. One he spoke of, the well water springing up. Now he's talking about rivers of living water, which is actually the basis for being filled with the Spirit. Because the water in the well is for you personally. The water in the river that you're receiving here that flows the river of living water is to uh, minister to others. So God's taking care of this situation, which is His will for us to be equipped. Not only is God taking care of our needs through the well water, but He's equipping us with flowing water out of the river so we'll be anointed to minister to other people. Now listen, this is the whole point here. Redemption, filled with the Spirit, positioned to minister to the needs of others. How is God going to reach the lost, the hurting, the dying, the confused, the possessed? How's He going to reach them? He's not going to do it. That's what he's equipping us for. That's what this plan is. The plan of God is for you and I to be redeemed, filled with the Holy Ghost, equipped to go out and lay hands upon the sick. These signs shall follow those that believe. You cast out devils. You do the work of the ministry. Amen. No, that's what God's, that's what we're equipped for. That's what we're, we're to be we're to be raised up for. That's what the whole calling is on this church, to cause you to rise up and take your rightful place. Well, what would be your rightful place in the body of Christ? 
what would be your rightful place? To position, to be in a position to minister to other people. Come on. Can you imagine what would take place if everybody in this congregation got the revelation that they were to minister to other people? Huh? Exponentially, it would grow. I think people are waiting for God to do something, and he's waiting for us to do something. Okay? Are you, are, you, are you following me to this point? Okay? Because, listen, this is a simple message. It's not complicated. It's you have to be redeemed. Everybody has to be redeemed. They have to accept the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross. Then... They need to be filled with the Spirit. As he said, rivers of living water. That's what he's talking about, being filled with the Holy Ghost, rivers of living water. So that you can, you can, you yourself can minister and be prepared and take the living water with you wherever you go. Okay? God's plan for us is to allow the Holy Spirit to work in us and upon us and through us. Let's finish this verse here because this is what he's talking about. But this spake of, this spake, this he spake, Jesus said, but this Jesus spake of the Spirit which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus had not yet been glorified. And that means Jesus had not gone to the cross. Jesus had not given up his life. Jesus had never had not been raised from the dead. The, the full package is death, burial, and resurrection equal glorification. God glorified his son in his obedience on the cross. So the Holy Spirit working in us is for our lives. The Holy Spirit working upon us will bring blessing and healing and deliverance to others who the Holy Ghost would lead us to minister to. God's plan is the completed work. God's plan starts at redemption and finishes through us being the ministry, us going forth and ministering to the needs of people. Now, here's the point. You... You yourself do not have to be concerned about you doing it. The only thing you have to do is desire and obey. The anointing that will be upon you will accomplish the work. That's what it's for. And it will be upon you. Jesus didn't lie. But but there's there's a disconnect. And the disconnect is... A desire has to be there. Number one, people have to desire redemption. God will not redeem somebody without them desiring to be redeemed. If if he would, he already would have. At the moment that Jesus was raised from the dead, God would have declared all 
would have declared it's over and everybody would have been redeemed. But that's not how the redemption works. God has provided for it. And the, the reason that preachers are sent or people with voices are sent is to proclaim the need for redemption. So over the centuries and over the years, the, the, the message has been perverted, and instead of telling people the need for redemption, uh, in its context, they've taken the need for redemption and changed it to condemnation preaching and preaching people into hell, which nobody wants to hear. And so now the church is seemingly paying for their misdeeds in the past because people are turning away from the from the church, they don't want to hear the message of, of they don't want to hear the good news. They don't want to hear the truth. But my question is, have they really heard the truth? Have they really heard the message that the apostle Paul gave the Gentiles to, to share? Have they really heard that message, or have they heard a message that's been perverted and condemnation has been used to try to drive people into submission? By some leadership someplace. That's all, that, 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 that's, that's not the gospel. That's not what causes people to want to desire to be redeemed. If they could just understand, if a person could just understand, because of what Adam did, he brought condemnation on the whole world, and, uh, to, to receive justification from that condemnation, a person has to receive and accept the completed work of Jesus Christ on the cross. The moment that that reception is accepted and received, that person is totally redeemed without condemnation. All of it, totally. God's not a condemner. He condemned his son so that there would be no more condemnation. He judged his son. Jesus paid for everything so there would be no more judging of people. And so even now you hear people make statements like, you know, I heard a man say, God is going to have to judge, and he named a number of places. Uh, presently, he's going to have to judge these places or apologize to Sodom and Gomorrah. And I said, that's not true. Sodom and Gomorrah was a different, whole different ball game. Sodom and Gomorrah was at a different time. Sodom and Gomorrah was taken care of. God took care of Sodom and Gomorrah the way he takes care of things. The death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ changed everything. God will not judge any city, any person at the present. That's not Jesus was judged so that God will not judge cities. God's not in the nation business right now. He's in the individuals. He's calling a, a body of Christ from around the world individually. That's what the call for uh, the gospel is now being preached for that reason, not to bring condemnation and judgment on everybody. The Holy Spirit working in us for our lives uh, it is exceptional and it's necessary. But here's what we need to understand. We're going to take a, we're going to go through something. We're going to enter into something here. 
with knowledge and understanding. The next thing that's necessary after redemption is the position for the supernatural. You don't hear a lot of people talking about, you don't hear a lot of people discussing the supernatural just from the redemption standpoint. Why? Because there's some necessary steps that needs to be done. You need to be filled with the Holy Ghost and pray in other tongues or speak in other tongues. The speaking in other tongues is the door opener into the supernatural. And that's what's, ne- that's what's needed today. Not natural ministry, supernatural. When you get in this position that you're, you're, uh, you have the Spirit in you and you have the Spirit on you, the river flowing through you, and you're filled with the Spirit and you pray in other tongues, you've, you're now in a position for God to use you in a supernatural way. So what you're going to be going out to do is not within your natural ability. You could have been doing that all along. That's what's been going on and why the church is in as much difficulty as it is in because it's all been done natural. And it needs to be done supernatural. The Holy Ghost doesn't do the natural. He does the supernatural. Okay? And so God's plan is both. This is where the body of Christ should be today, allowing the Holy Spirit to flow through them to minister to the lost in the world. The manifestations of the Holy Spirit taught in the Apostle Paul's revelation in God's plan for the world today is found in 1 Corinthians 12th chapter. Listen very carefully. These are the manifestations of the Holy Ghost that will meet the needs of all the people. Isn't it amazing? Nine gifts of the Spirit or nine manifestations of the Holy Ghost. They should be functioning with desire. Remember, you got to desire these things. Sincerely desire. First Corinthians 12th chapter, 7th verse. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. For to one is given the Spirit... Or, excuse me, for one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom. That's separate from everything else. And there are people in the world who are hurting and they need a word of wisdom. And the only way they're going to get a word of wisdom is from a Spirit-filled, tongue-talking believer who has desired and positioned themselves to enter into the supernatural. Because this is a supernatural word of wisdom, not a natural. You're not telling him, okay, you got four, four tires on your car, one of them's low. That's, not, that's natural. It's when you can't see their car and you tell them that. Yes. To another, the word of knowledge by the same Spirit. All of these are by the same Spirit, the Holy Spirit. They're given to the individual person by the Holy Spirit, the same Spirit. The next one in verse 9 is to another, faith by the same Spirit. This particular 
this faith that's mentioned here is not the faith that you have and have, have obtained by hearing. It's a different faith. This is the gift of faith given by the Holy Ghost. It'll come upon you. You have to prepare yourself for ministry just like we have to prepare ourselves for ministry. We don't just get up in the morning, eat breakfast, and come over here. We spend hours in prayer and meditation before God, getting what the Holy Spirit would have us to minister to you supernaturally. This is not natural. This was laid out for me by the Holy Ghost to bring to give to you because he said, remember, your calling is to call those people to rise up and take their rightful place. And he said to me, what do you think that is? And of course, I've learned sometimes not to answer, just wait. Then he explained to me, the place that you're rising up to is the place of the supernatural anointing. The world's full of natural. God's looking for somebody that can, re- can receive the supernatural anointing and go out and do the things that need to be done for a lost world. And God gets all the glory. You get concerned about things that's not even something to be concerned about. God's going to do the work. You have to be in the position so that God can move through, move through you. These gifts will come through you into people's lives. Listen to this. Just understanding that this faith is the gift of faith. And then um, by the same Spirit. To another, the gifts of healings by the same Spirit. Let's look at this. The gifts of healings are not going to function if there's nobody needs any healing. You get yourself in a position around sick people where, where the opportunity or the availability is, is needed. The Holy Ghost will come through you. That anointing will come upon you. It, it comes upon you. It's not coming out of the inside. It's coming up on you to do the work. You'll know it's there. You, you, you see here in the, in the presence uh, of uh, many witnesses at this church, you see the Holy Spirit anointing come upon the people in the pulpit ministering. They know that it's on them. You will know that the anointing is there. And don't be afraid of making a mistake because you possibly will. Because you haven't, you haven't um, engaged enough for confidence. But it won't take long for the confidence to come. I'll tell you what, about the first time you lay your hands on somebody and supernaturally God delivers them from something that nothing could have helped them other than what you laid your hands on them, that's when you'll get the confidence. That's when you'll see the reality. You'll see the reasoning. See, a lot of this is a is a uh, interference with the mind. The mind is uh, is not what God's going to be working with. God's going to be working with your spirit. The redemption. That's what that was for. You got a brand new spirit. 
Some of you have a brand new spirit. That's still brand new spirit. It's still in the box. You've never even taken it out of the box. And God's wanting you to get into the position to take it out of the box. Your spirit I'm speaking about. And become engaged with this supernatural anointing. Let's finish this. To another working of miracles. You know, I could go into the detail about the, the, the title miracles has been so abused. We have miracle whip. And we got miracle this, miracle that, miracle this. And none of it is a miracle. A miracle, a supernatural God-given miracle is exactly that. And, and God's waiting for somebody to stand up and fulfill the plan, desire, and go forth and start looking, being led, looking inside, not out here, looking inside, looking to the leading of the Holy Ghost. He'll tell you exactly what to do and where to go. To another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another divers kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But all these worketh that one and selfsame spirit, dividing to every man servilely as, the, as he, the spirit, wills. They all come. All the manifestation come from the Holy Ghost. Verse 12, For as the body is one and hath many members, and all the members of this one body being many are one body. Just keep trying to emphasize. Paul by the Holy Ghost is emphasizing the unity and the function and the parts of the body. It's important as many times as the body's mentioned in the scriptures, it's got to be important. God's trying to get a message across to the people, to the body, not to the, anybody else, but to the body itself. You are the body of Christ. That's who he's talking about, the body of Christ. The body of Christ is the functioning force of God on the planet today. Did you get that? The body of Christ is the functioning force. Nothing else is doing anything because there's nothing else that God works through except the body of Christ. And if the body of Christ is uninformed, not knowledgeable, doesn't have the revelation, then nothing gets done. And we're bringing forth the revelation to you this morning so that things will get done so that you will listen in your spirit and you will go and you will lay hands upon somebody and you will speak a word of wisdom and you will speak a word of knowledge and the things that these people have such great need, if they knew what they needed, it'd be different. They don't know what they need. You don't know what they need. The Holy Ghost knows what they need. He wants the connection. He wants the connector. He wants you to be there so he can tell you what they need. And you, in turn, can obey him and solve the problem. No guesswork. All supernatural. By the Holy Ghost. 